Janus. Future. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus, get back here now. Forget about the Costa del Sol. This is where it's all happening this summer. Here's Jamie. He's having serious attitude problems with his mum, Sandra. You're so clever, aren't you? Well, just remember, I gave you those brains, so think on Oh, I thought we had a lobotomy. What did he say? Explain it to her, Tony. Well, lobotomy, it's like when... Yes, I know what it means, Tony! Fighting at home. Fighting? I've been fighting all my life, so don't talk to me about fighting! This is Steve. And would you believe it, he's got a spot of bother at home as well. Looks like fried shite. Now, Jamie would like to be Steve's best mate. Not for you a few times. I thought you might have come round. I was out, all right? What's weird about that? I've been worried about you. Best mate, and maybe a little bit more, if you know what I mean. And then there's me. You right, Leah? Leah? Who's Leah? So, who am I? That's not natural, is it? A girl her age into Mama Cass. And what's the matter with Madonna? She's a slag. Hypocrite. I used to push him around and it would fill you up. Queen of the Road. I think I'll have two of you and ten of your mates. I love. <laughs> I suppose the shag's out the question then. It doesn't matter where you look. If you want to find a beautiful thing. You're gonna be Thank you, thank you to all members of the Academy. This award means so much to me. Welcome back to the show, Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the show. I love Mama Cass. I mean, who doesn't love Mama Cass? Oh my gosh, she's so good. Oh my goodness. So, so good. This movie has been a long time coming. Listeners, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that made, made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Jesse from the podcast Cult Cinema Circle. Hi. Welcome, Welcome to, the show. to the show. So you to see you guys. So you Absolutely. reached out a little bit ago wanting to do beautiful thing. And yes. a movie that we have had requests for this movie. Yes, like I said. So we are very excited to finally get to it. And yes, beautiful thing directed by uh, Hetty McDonald, written by Jonathan Harvey, based on the stage play of the same name, released June twenty first, nineteen ninety six. Yay. I love that because I, I'm June fifteenth. My birthday is oh, cool. so it came out right cool. after my birthday. I love that. Love it. <laughs> um, now, like Scott said, we have definitely had several requests mm-hmm. to um, cover this movie on the podcast. Uh, I feel like this is the kind of movie that, if you know it, if you've seen it, you love it, and you just have a kind of a history and a special place. For it, it's that coming of age, gay, homosexual, queer movie that we just—I don't know—it was just something that we needed when it came out in '96. Um, Jesse, tell us about your kind of introduction to this movie and how you came across it. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. By the yes, way, you know, I just started my podcast not too long ago. So, mm-hmm. uh, for you to even, you know, be so kind and nice <laughs> to say, "Hey, yeah, you can come on and be a guest." After I said, "Hey, I'll be a guest on your show." Like, I love this movie so much. Um, so, I really appreciate that. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, the history that I have with this movie, I saw this after I had come out already. Okay. 
So I did not um, see it when I was a teenager or anything. Uh, I was more into uh, looking at Rocky Horror, I guess, back yeah. then, <laughs> you know, all that. But I was on a website, you know, OkCupid back in college. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, talking to other gay dudes and everything and met this guy. He was probably, I was probably 21. He was probably 30 or 31 at the time. Sure. And sure. he invited me to his home. Um, and he was like, yeah, let's hang out. And I was like, okay, sure. And he, the thing we did, I think we had a dinner or something and he had me watch this movie with him. And I was like, okay, sure. Like a movie date. That's cool with me. I don't mind. <laughs> And when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this is, first off, a great movie. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I, like Pete, am such a huge fan of, of Cass Elliot. Um, she's a hometown girl. She's from Baltimore because uh, that's where I'm from. So, you know, she uh, went to high school here, and I've always just loved that music. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So then, you know, I didn't really see that guy again. But then a couple years later, <laughs> I found this movie on YouTube just uploaded illegally ah, bless love that yeah, yeah and bless. so i was like and i was like okay like let me watch it again and i fell in love with it again because it was just a memory in my mind where i was like oh yeah no i still love this then i finally got the physical media of it so i have the dvd of it i have it on amazon so you know go stream it on amazon if you haven't already um i feel like if you're a gay out there you probably have seen it but if you haven't do it. <laughs> so I was one of those gays that I had not seen this movie. Yeah, Scott watched it for the first time last kind night. Of shocking. We watched it last <laughs> night for the first time. We had to break out our uh, VCR because we yeah. have this on tape. We watched this last night on cassette, which is kind of amazing. It's mine. It's yep. my VHS. <laughs> Pete's old VHS. So yeah, I mean, it was great. I'm kind of shocked that I had never seen this, but I think that just a movie like this for where I'm from was probably yeah. very, very hard to get a hold of. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're from Montana, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm from out in the sticks and our video store did not have that. I mean, we had movies like The Broken Hearts Club, but not sure. this. Well, yeah, you weren't having like Get Real or like, yeah. you know, any of yeah. I mean, I hadn't seen a movie like Get Real either until a few months ago when I tracked it down at our local video store. Yeah. Or Edge of 17 or any of that mm -hmm. stuff, which in a weird way, um, I think uh, this is better than Edge of 17 personally, although Leah Delary is great, but no, I just was like, uh, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, in Baltimore, at least, like, um, and again, I'm a a little bit of a different generation. I'm a little younger than you all, Mm. but, you know, um, yeah, I grew up in like Northeastern Maryland, you know, and I... You know, it wasn't the complete sticks, but there were parts of the sticks, and right. I can understand where, you know, yeah, you have, like, the one blockbuster in town or something, <laughs> and, you can, and you had the movie store, I think, in the other podcasts I've listened to. Oh, I very, love the name. Very good that you, <laughs> the good, movie very good store. That you know that you knew the yeah, movie store. Yeah, that was a good check. <laughs> yes. You guys helped me sleep, so literally oh, I'll put on an episode, and I'm just like, oh my god, these guys are so fun. And, oh, so we bore yeah. you to sleep. <laughs> no. hearing just, like, the random things, like, because... Yeah, when you think of someone living in Montana mm-hmm. or North Dakota or any of those places yeah. kind of near each other or whatever, like, yeah, it's different than someone like, you know, I think it's, um, I'm trying to remember which one of you, Pete, like, yeah. you lived in, you grew up in L.A., mm-hmm. so you're just used to being in L.A., whereas yeah. your partner is, you know, come from a different place. Yeah. And but, that, but, that's, stuff. but that's kind of what this movie speaks to, though, mm-hmm. even though it's London. Even though it's yep. set in London, these kids are, you know, it's the 90s. 
mm-hmm. you know, London is uh, working class London. Yeah. They were in, they're in a tower block, which, mm-hmm. you know, listeners in the United States, if you're not familiar, it's almost... It's almost like the project, yeah. kind of yeah. low income housing estate. Is council what it's estate, yes. From, but yeah. you know what? I'll say this about the their apartment building. I would live there now. Well, I, I think, kind of, I kind of think it's cute. I think that that's very intentional. Yeah. In that this is a council estate. It's a tower block. But yeah. Sandra is going to make that apartment cute. She has, yeah. her, she has her plants outside. Yeah. Um, she has her cute okay. little patio. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, and we, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but Sandra, it's like, I, I would love for Sandra to be my mom. <laughs> I want to have a beer with her. <laughs> I mean, she's, a, she's a pain in the ass, but I mean, her heart is absolutely in the right place. It but, really is. Yeah. But I think the look of her apartment is very intentional. Steve's mm-hmm. apartment with his dad and his brother, they don't really show that much of it, no. but, but Sandra's apartment looks a lot more bright and like yeah. a home, you know? And it's like, I think, you know, it was intentional of saying she's, she works. She works in a pub. She works late nights, yep. but she's going to make her apartment a nice place to live for her and her yeah, son. You know, true. I love Jamie's room too. I love, I love how Jamie's he has room. like yeah, <laughs> in the past. Like, um, he's got like a picture of Lucy in the back. Yeah. And he has, like his blue little room and all that. I just love how his room looks too. I could say be, that. I could be wrong. This was a VHS print that we watched, but I think that was a picture of. Andorra, the, I, the I mother-in-law from Bewitched. Bewitched. Ooh, I just mm-hmm. watched this yesterday. I didn't pick up on that. I'm about to go back yeah. once we've done this. And I just think see she's if I in there. Um, Pete, when did do you remember first watching this movie or getting um, a hold of it? I rented it. Uh, I don't remember the specifics, but it was definitely at that time when gay movies were getting better. I would say. <laughs> well, we should also say, so this came out in 96. Um, yeah. Independent foreign cinema, yeah. I mean, was huge in 96. I yeah, mean, this yeah. is the same year as Secrets and Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Breaking the Waves came out in 96. And kind of that Oscar year, they all went to these small movies. So yeah. it was sort of a time for international cinema yeah. Yeah. to break yeah. through. Uh, so for me, I feel like... For the longest time, if I would watch gay movies, it would be, you know, a coming out story or somebody's dying of AIDS or, you know, tragic, the tragic gay trope. Um, And like you said, Edge of Seventeen, really fun. You know, it's great. It's great. But I also am like, oh, Tina Holmes, I feel so bad. Right. That she was led on and all that. I love her in Six Feet Under too. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I love Tina Holmes too. Yeah. Tina Holmes was also. Um, yeah, she, I think that she was in a movie called Shelter. Um, I feel like there was another one with Sarah Rue that was very close to Edge of Seventeen, um, where she was. They they went up. They went. Her and the gay boy went to like this night of a thousand Stevies at like a gay club or something. Or something. And those those were really fun. But I feel like to me. Uh, beautiful thing stayed with me for so long because it was just the sentimental favorite. It's just a sweet story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie and Stee, like, I feel like another movie, Stee would have been struggling more, and he would have been more yeah. of a, a 
a sporty kid, and what? he would have like there would have been some physical altercations between the two of them. And it w- yeah. in this one, they just both really liked each other. <laughs> yeah, just- no, they really did. Like they just, and I love the fact that, and I'm here for it. I actually just recorded an episode of. Um, for now and then I'm going to oh, do an yes. episode on that. Cause I love that movie. And I love how they cast those girls. Cause they're all pretty much playing their ages. Yeah. And I love that in this movie, these boys they I look like teenagers. 17 or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you see these boys and I can, and again, this kind of comes back to why I like this movie so much. It feels real. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Feel, I can believe that Glenn Berry and Scott Neal are these two young men who are falling for each other. And, you know, I, I believe them. I don't believe it's like, oh God, that's Rebecca Gayhart playing a high schooler. You know I mean, <laughs> I love you, Rebecca. Oh but yeah, like, yeah, still, yeah. I'm just like, girl, no, like this is not Jawbreaker. This is not, you <laughs> different, know, different type of um, movie. Definitely, any of these like, you know, uh, movies that you have these older folks playing yeah. high school. I, I just love that. You know, they have that age appropriateness. Yeah, I was thinking about that. This came out in '96. They were both born in mid '78, so <laughs> I'm about six months ish older than the two of them so i'm like all right we could have been in the same class. i mean look at a movie exactly. like scream that came out in december of 96 and they all they all look old they look like grown, no, they, yeah. they they look grown, like grown adults. adults in that movie <laughs> yeah so yeah so this was always it was always a sentimental favorite for me because it was just the story of these two boys and you know when you're that age and you know you live in uh, a working class area or just any area that uh, where it's just not only do you have the struggle of like coming to terms with it yourself, there's the mm-hmm. whole like, what is my family going to say? What is the neighborhood? Yeah. Everybody else going to say? And Jamie is a little bit more kind of willing to come to terms with it. Yeah. Steve is a little bit more reluctant, but, it, but like I said, it's, he comes around pretty quick mm-hmm. and he just he does. Is like, yeah, Jamie is already like, I'm a little different anyway. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know like what people think of like his mother, for example, we don't know right. anything about his mom and dad, you know, yeah. I mean, we know about his mom, but like, we don't know completely everything about, you know, how his relationship was with his dad or did he leave and all this kind of stuff. So we don't even know if like, does the council block talk about, you know, Jamie and his mom and right. like, you know, oh yeah, his mom's this or that and the other, you know? Oh, by the way, that Sarah Rue movie is called Gypsy 83, I think. There you go. That's I it. Looked it up. That's absolutely it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like goths. I love it though. Oh my God. That's absolutely great. it. And that is from 2001. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. This is great. <laughs> oh, Karen Black is in Gypsy oh, 83. So that would have been Sarah Rue like hot off of popular then. Oh yeah. Totally. And Can't Hardly Wait too. Sure. I remember her being you in. You are all You guys are sheep. all sheep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So uh so yeah, we have our t- we have our two, you know, our two heroes in this movie. We talked a little bit about Sandra, um Jamie's mother. What yep. Scott found out was that the actress who plays Sandra mm-hmm. is a big Kind of a soap star. Yeah, I mean, she game. did over uh, a thousand episodes, one thousand five hundred and three episodes of EastEnders. So she would have been uh, kind of a semi-household name yeah. for yeah. EastEnder fans in England. So mm-hmm. she would have been a pretty big get. So I read yep. on Wiki. I don't know if this is true, but this movie was originally intended for a television broadcast, but it was so yep. well received that they just put it in movie theaters. Yeah, it feels like a TV movie, which is crazy because you see Boy Butt. 
And I was yeah. like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Like, how is this? You see some of but, Scott's uh, cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, but then it was Channel 4 Films, I think it was. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me because I think Channel 4 did, like, TV movies as well. Okay, um, okay. I don't know if there's a comparable type of thing in the United States for them, but right. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I did not know this was based on a play as I was watching it. And then I found out through the credits and I'm like, okay, that makes total sense, but... I don't think anything of this movie feels bound by a play. Like, like it's a very rich world that they live in. Like, all of these characters sort of exist in their lives, and nothing feels like it's too yeah. They did it. They set did, bound. They did a really yeah, good. They did job a really good job with expanding it. it to make it a, a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree because I think even the um, I, I haven't seen the play or anything. I think yeah. you can find it on YouTube somewhere, uh, like a two-hour version of it. But I think it might even be, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I guess, but like, uh, it might even just be those three like apartments next to each other through yeah. the story. Whereas we at least get to go out and be like, oh hey, here's jamie and steve going to a party right, here's right. them like making out in the woods yeah and here's yeah. where sandra works and all that so it is nice i do feel like it's i can i can tell it was a little bit of a play just because of some of the dialogue sure but fuck it i liked it yeah, it was yeah, you yeah, know yeah. good yeah. and um I think that's a little bit of a criticism people have of like, oh, yeah, you could definitely tell this was a play. But I'm like, so who cares? That's yeah. what started the- yeah, that's what started performing in TV and all that, like theater. Like, Absolutely. I'm a theater defender, of course. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally OK with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And Jonathan Harvey, it's awesome that he came back and wrote this thing because yes. he already and Hedy McDaniel McDonald, sorry, Hedy McDonald, I think directed the play. She had done the theater productions mm-hmm. before, yeah, so, when she did that. So these people were very versed in this yeah. story. Yeah. Um. So no better person to bring it to. to I life, think honestly. I was reading that the play might be set in Liverpool and they moved it to mm-hmm. London for the movie. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we also saw that this play has been. Like tons and tons oh, yeah, of revivals, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. college performances. Like this is, it seems like it's just very well received because it's playing all over, has been playing yeah. all over ever since. And I mean, when you look on the Wikipedia, it looks like people that have performed in this, Johnny Lee Miller from, you know, Train Spotting. Really? Um, yeah, it said uh, Andrew Garfield was in a production of it at one point. Yeah. So it just seems like it's been going on for a long time, but yeah, you're right. It probably was just the three apartments. So, which means we have to talk about Uh Tamika Empson. Love this character. I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Wait a minute, because I know you guys did a soap disc episode. We did. Do you know that she just won like a soap opera award? Like recently, oh really? And oh, I'm okay. so freaking happy for her. EastEnders, oh look God. at that! 825 episodes of EastEnders. I love her. She's and been she on... had a secret baby, like while you know okay, nobody knew about it. Apparently. Uh, but yeah, no, I felt so good because I was like, oh my god, it's like Soap Dish where, like, uh, what's her name? Sally Field, yeah. she gets the award or whatever. I was like, oh my god, Lee got an award for being a soap opera wow. star. A secret so baby great. like Janet Jackson and uh, yeah. Min- Mindy Kaling style where it's just like, surprise. I, I know, seriously. I had a baby. Like, <laughs> um, so Leah lives next door. Uh, Jamie's in the middle and Stee yeah. is on the other side. And mm-hmm. Leah, I'm assuming, is their age and... 
I almost yeah. I think the actress is like a slight bit older than them, not even by much. I don't think. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah they're similar age. But she doesn't go to school. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a, like a, a is this like a drop off, uh, like a dropout dropout situation? Mm-hmm. You know, smoking cigarettes on the you know patio and all. You that. know, yeah, she seems like she's a little bit of trouble, but um, she oh, kiss my ass. <laughs> she rides away on her little trike. It's like work it. Okay. Oh my god, I loved it when. Uh, I think Sandra asks, like, if you got a match, and she said, "I got a match, my my ass in your face." Yeah, and then she's like, "Your ass, isn't that uh, pretty, dear?" And then she like squirts her with the hose. With the hose. <laughs> oh, grow up! Uh, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Leah and Sandra's relationship, yeah, multi layered. It's, so <laughs> uh, it's so good because you know I don't know what it is about. Sandra that Leah hates so much, but she just calls her my favorite term in this is slapper. Slack. Oh, slapper! Yep. I was like slapper. Tell like I'm trying to figure out what slap. Like what how- would that what would that translate yeah. to? Whore. Whore. Just a whore. Okay. Or like, you know, whatever. Because slag yeah, you get, slag is slag, but like slapper. Yeah, slag is like yeah. slut. And yeah. then slapper is just like, you know, because you're slapping your thighs together. I too guess. Much, I know, oh my shit. goodness. <laughs> Seriously. No, it's that. Some of the terms in this, like that, uh, bird. I don't really know bird like that. Bird just means girl. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, an, old, that's an older dated, one. But, yeah, yeah. That's a dated one. Like older generation. Which is a bird from like the 60s. Um, exactly. But yeah, I love I, like the slang in this. Some sometimes it's a little hard hard to follow because the slang's a little mm-hmm. a little cuckoo. But like I just I just thought it was so cute at the beginning when they're like, "Oh, Steve, like come and like I forgot what they're trying to get him to do." But he was like, "No, I've got to make the tea," and they're like, "Yeah, no. bubble and squeak." And yeah, they're like, "No, no, come." And he's like. No, but it's bubble and squeak. You gotta watch it like a hawk. And I'm just imagining this kid, like this poor kid, this, like, like sixteen year old. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, and no, I gotta like, like doesn't make you fart. Or no, Leah says like, doesn't make you fart. And then she, he's like, only if you have a fat ass. I'm just like, okay. Because bubble and squeak is cabbage. I think it's like cabbage and potatoes, like fried. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like a cabbage oh. potato hash. Which I feel like I it's more of a that breakfast. that makes more sense when he's making it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's usually a breakfast, but he's making it for tea because he's sixteen and has no idea how to cook so he's like exactly. this is the one thing i know how to make so i'm gonna make that because <laughs> it's True. my turn because my piece of shit brother's out like selling mm-hmm. selling drugs and beating the hell out of me right exactly <laughs> yeah and my dad's like drunk and like you know on the fucking couch or whatever yeah, yeah. oh my god support like oh my god poor Steve. i can't with this kid i know can we also just say that like does uh does scott neil have to tell us something because literally and i was just looking at this um, His Instagram is fire. Tom Holland looked exactly the same. Oh yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, like, does Scott you have to tell us something where he had like a secret baby? I mean, roughly could. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the age that he could, probably could be his dad if he was a young dad. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. I was like, oh, my God. And Scott like, Neal. They really do look. And, of course, all the letterbox reviews are just like, uh, why is this guy like the actual spit image of <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But he still looks good. Oh, I'm God. cool with it. And he Scott, looks Scott great. Neal still looks incredible. But just that face of that, that, pretty that face. cute yeah. London trade. He just looks like, yeah. Chat. He just looks like... A chav, this yeah. chav boy, and he looks so like British. I can't even. Oh, his fuck little, yeah, he does. Like, You're so right. His little footballer haircut in this movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, look up his Instagram. And I think if I mean, if you do a deep dive in his Instagram, it's not mm-hmm. like blatant, but he's he's friends with Alan Carr. 
He has pictures He's with Alan Carr. Posting from yep. Pride. I love that. You know, like, I'm not trying to make he any assumptions be, here. He might be emailing <laughs> WoW to get himself on UK Drag Race. Uh, hey, you know what? Hey, listen, you know what? Like, I would let him on there because he's, if he was in Beautiful Thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. absolutely. I also do love how um, Glenn Berry, he, I think, came back for, like, a stage production or something okay. and he was like a special guest i love that he's just like yeah no fuck acting i'm gonna be a car salesman i love that okay so he retired all right all right i love that for him like, i'm just like you know what like good for you like glenn berry as jamie i think he's so cute yeah and he's he is just too. the kind of boy when i was a teenager i would have just been like he's so cute those I know he was 17 and all, but I was like, oh my God, when he was changing his shirt, I was like, okay, body, like, Jesus. <laughs> like, Those glasses okay. that he wears, that's, that Steve's like, no, you look good in the glasses. He's like, no, I look stupid. I had those exact glasses in you high know, school. He looked so good. At the oh my time. God. I was like, Jesus, like, ugh. They're little scene. Ugh. I know. This, when they're sh- sharing the oh, top, top and, top and tails or. Uh, yeah, top to tail top or, to ta- yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh my goodness. Um, Great. Yeah, they're they're both super cute in this. But uh okay, so we have Sandra, we have, we have Tony. Leah, but I'm telling you, Tony, my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, I like this <laughs> character too. And he's the exorcist himself from the Fox series. And we're just like, oh, I, I just didn't looked know that, that up. I was like, oh, oh my I didn't know God. that. God, yeah. Okay. He's he, probably the most well known out of all of them because, you know, unless you're really big into UK stuff, but yeah, Ben Daniels has at least been in some movies here. So He was in Rogue yeah. One. Mm-hmm. He was in Rogue One, which I just saw. I was like, oh my god, okay, I know him. I know this guy. He tries to. And he's gay. I love that he's also gay. Oh, is he? T- oh, boyfriend. oh, great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Tony is such a funny character. He's, first of all, 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> Bitch, where? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lies. how old is Sandra? Lies. I think that she said. I think he said she's 35. 35. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I am older than Sandra now. <laughs> crazy i'm there in a few years don't worry but you know what though like i was telling scott last night i think sandra is the type of girl i mean what she had she had jamie when she was 20 big deal oh who cares yeah, not bad yeah not that yeah. crazy um and she seems like the type of girl that you know likes to party so you know so sandra works at <laughs> um so sandra works at a pub she's kind of like working to own her own bar that's mm-hmm. and that's what's kind of I always got the fact that she was like the the lead bar yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. was doing everything yeah and that's what i like about the screenplay is that you get to know Sandra pretty well, and you get to know her dreams. Like, what does yeah. Sandra want in yeah. life? And I feel like uh, like other movies probably wouldn't even bother doing that with either of Fleshing out the parents, yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is that, like, her and Jamie fight. They argue. And so on the one hand, you could think like, oh, she's so terrible. She's out in the, she's out in the bar, like working all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, you right. know, when she's walking home and she sees Steve by himself – yeah. And she knows this is a 15-year-old kid Yeah, in the middle of the night, probably 2 a.m. She's like, no, you're coming home with me, mm-hmm. and you're going to yeah. spend the night with me. And then she's, like, screaming at his father through the mail slot. Like, yeah. oh, you meddling cunt. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. I always took that as um, – I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about it again. But, like, you know, I always took that as, like, she does that because – and we do hear it later in the movie where Jamie brings it up, where um, I think either she grew up 
in an abusive household yeah. Yeah. with like her parents mm-hmm. or, and I specifically know because Jamie says it, that, Oh, you didn't, it wasn't so funny when that bloke of yours was hitting you. Yeah, so hitting you, obviously yeah. the father probably yeah. was abusive to her, Yeah, which is why she's probably living in this thing with Jamie mm-hmm. because either herself, he yeah. walked out, passed away, whatever the hell, you know? And, uh, she was like, yeah, now I'm going to do better for my child. Yeah. And as somebody mm-hmm. who comes from a single parent household, it this I don't cry at movies very easily, and I haven't cried at this one, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm just like, ooh, yes, bitch. Like, yeah. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's probably yeah. hard enough to feed her and Jamie and to just be like, well, yeah, you're going to come over here now because you're not staying another night. In exactly. that house, you know, Tony, and- make him a sandwich. Yeah, what should it be? <laughs> like Tony, just make him a just sandwich. make him a sandwich. You know, and that's the thing. It's like that's the kind. That's the kind of thing that like my mom would have done the exact same thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you not sit by and let this nonsense happen right next door mm-hmm. to another yeah. kid. You know, it's like my mom, my mother actually. Yeah, we. Um, funny enough, my sister, one of her best friends. Um, had a weird kind of family situation. Like her mom was moving up somewhere or whatever the hell. And, uh, we took her in, in a way. And, you know, she's still our friend to this day. Like she moved, when we moved away from where I was to Baltimore, like, you know, she came with us. She now has two kids and a husband, but she's still a part of our lives. And I totally feel that like, yeah, my mom, within reason would have done a similar yeah. hopeful thing. Like, Hey, I have this friend. And even though like Jamie and Steve aren't like friends to begin with, mm-hmm. they live next to each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you get something where at least you're like, Oh, Hey, you're the next door neighbor. Like, you know, this is some fucked up shit. Like, let me try to help you. Yeah. Yeah. They might not run in the same social circles at school, right. but they would have, they would have been, they would have known each other growing up. Yeah. Yeah, if they've been mm-hmm. here for however long, that's right. So do um, Jamie and Stee immediately end up in bed together, like, that night? They're in the bed, but they're top to tail, and they just go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're just doing – it's, but it's so beautiful to me because that's the little bit of flirting that they have. Yeah. That's kind of the, the, um, the seed that will then kind of turn into this because, you know, they're talking about – like, he's reading the Hello magazine. Hello. And be like, you know, how's, <laughs> Hello. You know, how's your sandwich? All that. And um, But they're talking about, like, you know, oh, you don't have any spots. And be like, yours are clearing up. You know, oh, she is. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's this little bit where you're just like – they're kind of – and I love how he's all like, Steve's like, do you fancy that, Sally? And then they're like, not really. What about mm-hmm. you? Oh, I just haven't really thought about it a whole lot. Yep. So it's just nice to have this little bit of like, oh, well, now hopefully they can kind of be a little bit more friendly because. Yeah. And also what I thought, too, it, this uh, when Sandra goes over and is like yelling at the family or whatever, you know, this has to stop happening. She says that. Mm-hmm. So something tells me this has happened before yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it though, when they're in bed and Jamie's just reading and it is hello magazine, which is like, it's like the star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, it's, my yeah, mom. it's like the inquirer or something. It's, my, shit, it's right? my mom's or whatever. But he's like, Oh, and then Steve right away was like, Oh, somebody off the cover. Like, you know, if two like straight boys and one of them's like, wouldn't be reading the star magazine, you know? Right, so right, it's just exactly. a little kind of like, okay, you're reading that. And right away they start talking about something from pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is right. a little, it's a, it's a little like queer, like, okay, you get this. You're, you don't <laughs> think I'm like stupid or queer or whatever for reading this. Like, girl magazine 
kind of exactly. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately start talking about, you know, pop culture stuff. And yeah. Um, so Jamie <laughs> finds out from, finds out about the bruises when they end up in the, in like, in like the river when they're playing soccer. Yes. Yeah, and that's when yes. they go back home and they're changing and he catches a blip, he catches a glimpse of his back. Mm-hmm, yeah, and he sees and his the butt. bruises and, and the, the spot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, this, there's something in there for the game. Yeah, this yeah. would have been yeah. like, I mean, this scene coming up, I probably would have rewound this scene a lot. You'd have broke your VCR as <laughs> a young person. Well, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is he putting on him? It's foot lotion, but it's foot, like a yeah. minty. It's like a minty mm-hmm. foot lotion, so it's got like a cooling mm-hmm. yeah. thing. So it's you know to help I out was also the, the bruises. I was so gagged because when they're in the river and all that, and they like, you know, he goes to swim to get Jamie's ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was gagged that this is the same river that's in a clockwork orange. I could not believe oh, it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. I couldn't. Cause I was like, Oh God. Cause they only did like certain shots at, um, Tame's head. Okay. Tame's being, whatever. Yeah. And, um, but when you look at the scene with Alex and his droogs walking and then he's like beating him up or whatever, oh I was God. like, holy shit, that does look exactly like that. Wow. So I was like, all right, then. Yeah. That's funny. Interesting. But yeah, when they, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing about like gay movie. And if you, if you saw this movie at the right age, like Scott said, <laughs> you would have busted your VCR, probably would have broke, oh, completely. broke the tape. Yes. I you totally know, understand It's that. that thing that, you know, when you're a certain, especially in the nineties or even 10, 15 years ago, um, mm-hmm. like, right. You know, we, we say it a lot. Like the kids these days have access to a lot more positive yeah. queer, you know, representation. So to see this movie in, you know, 97, 98, 99 and be like, these are people that are around my age yeah, and it's in a movie and it's just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Can't, he and can't turn it over because he's got a boner. One. We also have um, in, I just said it, Edge of 17, mm-hmm. you have the guy getting rimmed in the car. Yes. Spoiler, oh. I guess. And I was and like, that's right. <laughs> That was like mind blowing at that time sure. when I first saw oh my that. I was God, like, what you're like, what's happening? <laughs> I think the first movie and, for for me where I discovered that was a thing, I think was John Cameron Mitchell's Short Bus. Oh, sure. Oh, where yeah. I was like, oh, so that's a thing that guys do. <laughs> okay, yes. all right. Yes, yes. And then for me, because I'm a you know a dainty young child of the '90s, mm. but I mean, a friend of the a friend of the pod and daddy extraordinaire, uh, Darren Stein, clearly <laughs> put that popsicle scene in Jawbreaker, yes. and it fucking changed me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I knew as soon as I saw that, it's a big I was stick. like, <laughs> big stick, and it's I was just like, stick. I'm still gagged that you guys got Thomas Decker to do that uh, episode. I was just like, oh, right. this is uh, this is great because right. a he's a big mo now. Yep. And then yep, B, yep. like, yes, this is beautiful and wonderful. But yeah. like, oh no. And it just everything about that movie is like no queer characters, but all the queer sensibility in it. And mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where I'm just like, oh yeah, no, like this is a movie that made me gay. So and it's like, you know, whatever else, like absolutely. So this movie also unlocks a lot of memories that I have not thought of in a while. One of the most mo- notably being Looking through gay magazines at a newsstand when you're like clandestine, clandestinely looking through gay magazines. Like I remember, like thumbing through the men's interest section at at uh, my college's Barnes and Noble. Men's interest, men's interest, (laughs) and sort of picking up like 
Attitude Out magazine, like all of the all the gay. Magazines. Would you shove it inside of a people so it looked like you were reading? Like possibly, I possibly <laughs> exactly. did put it in like a Better Homes and Gardens just to look at it because that's better. But yeah, I also love in that scene where he takes the he steals the Gay Times magazine. Mm-hmm. I love that on the left side of it, there's just a Playboy magazine with like these big titties, yeah. mm-hmm. like not like completely, but like they're just there. I'm just like. Oh, of course you put the gay times next to the Playboy. Yeah, like, yeah. obviously. Like, but, you know, when I was younger, you know, in my late teens, mm-hmm. and I was I would go to Tower Records, and Tower Records had a big newsstand, right? The newsstand was huge. Yeah, R.I.P. Tower Records. We love it. And they had the big newsstand. And, you know, they would have, you know, gay times or attitude or whatever. And it's like I would look at those. And those magazines are, you know, it was like West Hollywood and clubs and (laughs) disco balls and all that stuff. And, like, to me, I was just like, I mean, that sounds fun, but I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not that, like, muscle twink Bellamy boy. And you kind of thought, should I I be more like the guys in this magazine? Am I not going to fit in because I don't look like a Bellamy Right. Boy, am I not going to be welcome there? Is that all there? And I, it took me a while to figure out. Well, that's not all there is. There's different types of yeah. different types of gay bars and different types of gay communities. And I remember going to bars with my straight friends and them going like, "Well, the people in here don't look gay," and I'm like, "That's it." <laughs> exactly right. It's kind of the well. Thing. I've always been. I've always, you know, been a uh, a heavier guy. Before. Yeah. Like for me, you know, um, it's always been hard to be like, oh God, like I'm never, I'm never going to be this like twinky, you know, muscle yeah, guy or whatever. Yeah. But thankfully, and even I guess back then too, but you know, thankfully as I've gotten older, I'm just like, yeah, no, but like, uh, freaking bears are hot as shit. Yeah. Like what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, yeah. And you know, um, and there's acceptance of it as long mm-hmm. as it does get creepy i guess yeah yeah because i've definitely had like weird i haven't had like weird chubby chaser people but like don't treat me like a piece of meat I right guess. yeah, 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 that's a, yeah like don't do that when it gets but, fetishy um, it gets like yeah. all right calm down <laughs> yeah all right calm down like, that's, <laughs> but it is cool to see and i wish they had a little bit more of that but it was also the 90s in london like i'm not surprised yeah i love the glossary scene. we'll get to it oh my god uh, it's great my god <laughs> I mean, but I yeah mean, it's it's that thing that like like when he pulls out the gay times like it mm-hmm. was one of those things where i was like is Steve going to look at this and be like, fuck that. That's not my life. I don't want to be that, you know, like me and you can have this thing, but like, you know, but he looks at it and he's just like, and when Jamie tells him there's a bar, it's right off. The, the bus takes us right there. Yep. Because I love this, the whole thing with Steve where he's just like, your mom's across the hall. My dad and my brother are on the other side of the room. We can go to my grandma's. She's deaf, but it's just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? And it's that teenager thing. All, all teenagers yeah. go through it. We have nowhere to go and finger bang each other because our parents exactly. are like, right around the corner. What's the name yeah. of the bar that they go to? The Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you mind me asking what some of – what the first gay bar that yes. you went to? Oh, yes. Oh, of Absolutely. course. I'll go first. So the first <laughs> gay bar I ever went to was um, probably – it's called Triple L or Leon's, I guess, in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I went there when I was 20 years old because I snuck in with a drag queen that I was, <sighs> quote unquote, working for, who was unfortunately, I think, since passed away years ago. Oh. But uh, 
I didn't drink or anything. I didn't do any of that, but I went to a bar and yeah, it was like this dark ass, like seedy ass kind of place, but it was fabulous and great. <laughs> there was um, Leon's, which was like on one side of the bar. And then there was this long hallway and then they had triple L, which is where they had some drag performances and all that shit. Yes. And then in Baltimore in particular, uh, it is unfortunately now a CVS, but, uh, <laughs> We had the Hippo. That was our most known bar, pretty much. And I definitely went there when I was at least 21. We had that in Grand Central, uh, right across the street from each other. Um, Grand Central, I don't know if it's still open. It might still be. But I definitely went to the Hippo back when it was open. It got um, turned into a CVS in 2013 or something like that. Um, But, yeah, it was... Yeah, that was the first times I went there. And even before that, I went to a place in Hamden called Golden West. They had a drag show there. It was a little cafe. But uh, I miss being like early 20s and yes. being like, hell yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to the gay bar. and yes. going to go watch people do stuff. And, does the, oh, yeah. Does the Baltimore gay bar that Martha Plimpton runs in Pecker actually exist? What's the name of it? I forgot, <laughs> I forgot it. And she, and she has all of her, Pecker, she has all of her, uh, all of her straight dancers. Does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. It was a stri- like they had stripper go go boys, but and, most of them were straight. Most of them were straight. Yeah, no yeah, tea I don't think they no there, Unfortunately, <laughs> although I do love, I'm going to have John Waters love at some point. I mean, I just love him perverting the absolute youth of America. Yeah, um, I appreciate that for him. Absolutely. And then I also love what he did for the Baltimore community or the economy because yeah. he oh, shot sure. all his movies here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was awesome. And he, I think he even still like either lives here or has property here at least Oh, i'm sure yeah so i'm happy he's getting his little uh star on the walk of fame because he should have gotten <laughs> it a long time ago yeah. and uh and yeah i gotta respect that because you know most places will not come here and do stuff and, and we still don't have it a whole lot but you know it's just nice that somebody from here who understands it is like yeah no i'm gonna shoot like all of my movies here pretty much yeah. and give people work mm-hmm. so that's good you need to watch pecker it's pretty funny I need to. I can't find it streaming anywhere, but yeah, maybe I'll yeah. rent it. Yeah, we something. have the DVD of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, was on a, a double feature with Hairspray yep. that originally. I'm going to do a uh, Crybaby episode, and I'm uh, in the middle of watching that. Love it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it's great. Love it. I feel bad that she went to jail, though. The main girl in it went to jail because she got DUI. Amy Locaine? Oh, no. She did. Crybaby. Yeah. Mm, too bad. I know. Bad. From from season one of Melrose Place. Okay, so my first gay bar experience, I was twenty one, and mm-hmm. I just got fired from my job at Nordstrom. At, at Nordstrom, and I because it was a one hundred percent commission, and I never made my minimum because I was just like same a terrible yeah. salesperson. I was just like, you don't need all that. Same, um, and so. Uh, my, the mall was close to the community college that I went to and my shift was over and I didn't want to go home because I had just gotten fired. So I was like, I'm going to go to school and see if anybody's there. And it was like, uh, it was either a Tuesday or a Thursday. It was probably a Thursday because all of our classes with my friends were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And when I went, nobody was there, but this one kid and I forget his name. And he was like the one like out gay dude at the community Mm -hmm. college. And I was like friendly with him. He was kind of in our little group and he's like, what's up? What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I got fired. It sucks. And he's like, you should come out tonight. And I was like, okay, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to encounters. And I was like, 
<laughs> that's a gay bar. And he goes, I yeah, love that Encounters. Uh, so Encounters in Pasadena, long since closed, yes. Encounters oh. sort of claimed fame in the early 90s or maybe, I mean, probably even late 80s. It's where Robert Reed used to go out at. From the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Mike Brady. Could you imagine local just like bar. Sitting, at the, uh. sitting at your bar watching Jeopardy or something in the afternoon yeah. and just be like sitting next to Mike Brady? Like yeah. seriously, yeah. oh my god, well, that would be a dream. The other, the other claim to fame for encounters is that when Delta Work and Raja yeah. would <laughs> perform there, there was nobody working the spotlight, and whenever RuPaul would come to encounters, mm-hmm. he would work the spotlight and yeah. shine it on yeah. them because he She's said, like, I got you, girl, you always worry. need to have a spotlight." And he knew that nobody ever worked it, so he would go up in the booth and like follow them around with the spotlight. And that was at Encounters in Pasadena. And so I went, um, I went home. I changed. I was like, I'm going to meet so and so at Encounters. We met there that night, and it was a small town Pasadena gay bar, but it also had a big dance floor and um, a big patio. It was like a yep. little mini club. Mm-hmm. And so I went in there. I met up with him. I was just like, all right, th- this is this is what it is. There were, the, and the thing about it was, and what I've come to find out is kind of the norm at gay bars is that there are twenty-one-year-olds there, and there are seventy-one-year-olds. Yes, there are, honey. <laughs> and everything in between. Everything in between. <laughs> you know, straight bars. It's like this is a, a twenty-one-year-old. Young right. people bar. This is a thirty-year-old yeah. bar. This is a fifty-and-up bar. Right. No gay bars. It's just everybody, and everybody's yeah. welcome. And yeah, I went to school in Towson, you know, uh, not Towson University, but I went to Towson uh, area mm-hmm. college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Goucher, good old Goucher. But anyway, um, right up the street was all the young college bars, and yeah, you wouldn't see like old heads there really no. i don't think um yeah. you know you wouldn't see them at the uh what is it, green turtle or the yeah. rec the rec room or any of that kind of stuff um but yeah no like we have um i think the baltimore eagle is still open although they're a hot mess of a thing oh. sorry they are um we love our eagle <laughs> I, the eagle is nice and you do have the back room i've definitely Ooh. done some Woo! So, you know, when I was 21 in, you know, 1999, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, going to a gay bar... When it was like it was dance clubby, that was fun, and I was like, okay, I can I can come here. This isn't West Hollywood, right? Yeah. I went yeah. and I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. There's outside smoker patio, whatever. Yeah. Um, Get all the good gossip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know, this is pre Drag Race times. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is nineteen eighty nine, ten years before Drag Race, yep. and at that point, the queens were scary to me. Yeah. At 21, I was like, oh my God, that's a drag queen. Like, they were cool and glamorous. And the thing right. is, they're always so. I'm a, I'm a short king myself. So, like, seeing a, <laughs> you know, a 5'10 man in heels or sometimes, even, yeah. you know, even taller, you're just like, whoa, they're crazy. But it was always something where I was like, well, I don't know if I could be friends with a drag queen. That's a right. little right. outside of my realm of gayness or comfort with how gay I am or whatever. Um, Whereas now it's like, you know, we worship 
drag queens but you know yeah, it was very it's so crazy how the culture changes. yeah very very different for me as a person at my age and just the general acceptance of mm-hmm. of drag queens for being like they were just weirdos you know yeah um, which is so funny because you have uh, movies like tootsie yeah uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Doubtfire, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, you know, yeah. you have all that. So it's like drag has always been around. Yeah. It's a matter of mm-hmm. like, now they have an industry that will pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And now uh, they're on Dancing with the show. Stars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's all good. But um, yeah. but then it oversaturates the market. Oh, yeah. yeah and, you of know, course. makes it a little harder for performers to really uh, be able to get there. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think starting in a in a smaller gay bar environment for me was good because when I eventually yeah. did um, have other friends that were like, "Let's go to West Hollywood," I would go out there and just be like, "This is not for me." Oh my god, uh, <laughs> this is not for this is too much. This whole you know, and again, it was. I mean, West Hollywood gay culture. It's like the you know the stereotype of you know we're all like well-dressed and great hair and good-looking mm-hmm. and great style and all that. Imagine that in A, in Los Angeles, B, in West Hollywood. It is like to the 10th yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. And again, me, you know, hasn't shaved in two weeks, hasn't had a haircut yeah. in three months, you know? <laughs> right, I, right. I walk in there. pressure that gets put on the people and yeah. it's not cool. Yeah, so I, th- that was definitely crazy for me so it, once i did kind of come around to the different types of bars motherload in, in west hollywood was, was the first time i was like is mother is motherload okay. still open i think it might be okay i think it might be scott you didn't really have big gay bars. so we didn't have a lot of big gay bars in montana i was just texting with friend of the pod drew stanley today mm-hmm. and we were mm-hmm. messaging about what exactly was there in missoula when we went to school together he mentioned uh-huh. the elks the elks i guess had like a gay night like once a month, you know, like, I like literally an Elks club. I think it was like an Elks club, no. and they used to have sort a of, or something. They sort <laughs> of used to have like, well, I'm I'm going to get there. That uh, <laughs> they used to sort of have like a queer night every month. I don't remember ever going to that. I remember mm-hmm. hearing about it, but I think I was probably just too scared to go. Sure, but I remember the one bar that was known as the quote unquote quote-unquote gay bar was ambets the american veterans bar which i remember when you went to ambets in missoula you had to go down these stairs and it was like you're walking into like a dungeon there was like (laughs) these these like this like stones on the walls as you're walking down the stairs i remember almost falling down those stairs on halloween once when i was dressed as oscar the grouch but when you went to ambets (laughs) like it was probably i would like to look at this bar now and just sort of really decide is this really a gay bar but i remember they had like a rainbow neon bud light sign so i go. guess there you go but and that sort of bar. had the reputation of being a gay bar that a lot yeah. of the lgbt folks at the time did go to and Ambets i know closed about oh. like 12 years ago i oh, think wow. it was over like health code violations oh, um <laughs> so yeah so i mean that was my experience in college but i remember visiting my stepsister genevieve summer of 08 and she lived in los angeles and she brought me to the abbey because that's oh, where uh, her yeah. her and her gay friends used to go to the abbey i mean the abbey in 08 i think was Maybe a little more accessible back then, but I remember like than it is now. Yeah, but I nice. remember thinking mm-hmm. it was like the swankiest bar I'd ever seen in my entire life. 
Do you guys remember on Logo TV that they used to have um, the comics on there? And weren't they at the oh, Abbey? I think, I think they, they were. I think they tried yeah. to make like a Vanderpump Rules reality show about the bartenders, and it never. I don't think it ever went anywhere. But I remember that one. It was yeah. Alec Mappa and a couple of other people who did like these half hour like stand up shows or something on Logo mm-hmm. back I mean, in the day. I mean, it's where they used yeah, to do like it used to be where they used to do the premiere parties for Drag Race at the Abbey. Uh, really, at the oh Abbey. But um, I mean, the Abbey now. I don't really care for going to the Abbey anymore. No. But no. I mean, twenty two year old me, Swift. like I had never seen a bar with a roped off like VIP area. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just sorry, remember. Adam Lambert back there yeah but yeah i mean so that was sort of me just diving headfirst into yeah. gay nightlife and yeah. i remember just being like blown away by it yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, and then of course like i moved to los angeles and that was like really diving into the deep end for the gay community and then meeting pete and then you bringing me to bars like the eagle or the fault line fault line and just remember oh, yeah. i remember walking into the fault line or the eagle and just like grasping my pearls at oh, oh my, my god you're like that's a big there neon is dick. porn on the tv <laughs> hell yes there is yeah. so we didn't have porn on the we had like music and shit on mm-hmm. the uh in the baltimore eagle but in the back room that's where they had the porn at honey mm. okay that's what they had that at. <laughs> you didn't have to have sex back there but no. you know you had to take your shirt off and be in gear or something like that ah. we had mixers around here i think it might still be open shout out to mixers mm. uh, it's a cute little bar you know kind of like you were talking about small town all that yeah and then we're also known somewhat a little bit not baltimore in particular but town dance boutique uh which had um Tatiana from Drag Race okay. as one of her people. So, oh, that's right. Because yeah, a lot DC? of people it tends yeah. to Baltimore only has so much that so people will go to DC sure. to get stuff. So the bar scene, not just the bar scene, but I just think the pub culture yeah. in the UK yeah. is so different. going there in the middle of the day. Yeah, like uh-huh. you're not a total dirtbag if you go out yeah. and get a drink at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I mean, they were teenagers in high school, and they could fully just go to the pub. Yeah. Like, I think you just had to be – I don't even know what age you have to be, 16 probably? Well, well isn't it – wasn't it that um, Sandra was like, hey, Gad, I hear you're underage. I'm just drinking Coke. Yeah. Like, Leah, okay, Leah was like, underage, and she, yeah. and she got in. Yeah. So you yeah. probably only have to be, like, 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also their uh, laws are a little um, less strict, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. We used to be able to drink at 18 in the United States. Yeah. It still boggles my mind. I my don't mom, understand why we can't. My mom always regales me with tales of – Drinking at eighteen. Drinking at eighteen. Because she but. was she was like in days to confuse. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, must yeah, be that's nice. Show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this this club that they go to though seems like it's just one of those gay clubs that's like we're saying it's not that weird WeHo kind of like mm-hmm. Bellamy sur- surged faces, pumped lips. <laughs> you know, these are just people. In London, who are gay, who mm-hmm. go to yeah. this place, which seems like heaven. Like, okay, that's, uh, that's it, where I want to And go. you had those guys making out. You had, like, some other, like, random-ass, like, women in there, too. Yeah, like, yeah. some lesbians, and, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Dry queens always can spot the newbies and, like, <laughs> zero in on these, like... On these young men, yeah. put them on the spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that she tells Jamie, I'll take two of you and ten of your friends. 
Hello. <laughs> Looking like Tom Holland there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how um, she also says she's like, I feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> that also dates it, <laughs> too, <laughs> as well, which I yeah, thought was really funny. The whole, like, chicken, chicken hawk, like, thing. That's such, like, old slang. It's um, old slang, yeah. But, I mean, I can tell you, I do remember going in at 21, and I was at Encounters, and this was when I was, like, fully just going on by myself to Encounters, probably 22 at this point, uh-huh. and met a man at Encounters, and he was 30. Shocking. And I was like, oh, my God. And he, I, when he asked me, he's like, how old are you? Because I looked young. I looked really young. He, I think he even asked to see my ID because I was like, no, I'm like 22. And he's like, no, you're not. Like you have a fake ID. And I was like, no, I'm 22. And I was like, I go to PCC, like blah, blah, blah. He's like, you don't have to be over 18 to go to PCC. I was like, shut up. I'm 22. I was like, well, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 like next week. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember saying, I don't even know anybody that's 30. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) And you're just like, now you're just like, all right. Yeah. I was fully, yeah. I was fully just like, I don't even know anyone that age. But yeah and he was like oh and like his friends were like oh my god you look so young and saw him a couple times had some fun Uh he was like a teacher at like santa monica smc college i was like all right this is cool um but yeah i think it was that thing of like having that like cachet of like i'm i'm young i'm younger than everybody here i look a certain age and um you can always spot them the the drag queens never mm-hmm. really called me out but i think that it right. was you know it, you definitely feel yourself at a certain point yeah. when like not that i um had this a ton but like when i was 20 21 or like yeah 21 22 and you walk into a gay bar and everyone looks at you and yeah. they're just like hey you know like i was talking about earlier i feel like in another movie there would be more conflicts between the two of them. Yes. Like one of them would be like, let's go to this bar. And the other one like, no, that's not my lifestyle or whatever. And it's just yeah. this thing that I think Steve was just as like excited to go. And I think yeah. he had just as much fun mm-hmm. as Jamie did, you know, yeah. and they got to be well, with uh, by themselves without having their whole family on top of them, you know? Well, I, I also want to get, I'm only get sued so deep, I guess, but I love the scene where they have their intimate moment because I think in, I had it pulled up, but I, but it's an article from 2021 and talking about how this scene is very awkward, but it's real in a way. Um, when they were making out in the woods? No, not making out in the woods. It's the one where they do in the lotion and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because that is one of my favorite scenes, not just because you know they had like tender, yeah. you know, like foreplay sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. You definitely know that, which I think just like how you said, uh, Scott, with like, y- if you were a certain age, you would have been, you know, rewinding on a certain part. I definitely could understand people doing that too, because it's like, oh my God, they're actually going to have sex in some way. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Right. But to get a little bit of deep, you know, you got to think that like Jamie is really the only person that we see in this movie that shows Steve any kind of love, yeah, any kind of compassion. Like he he doesn't know. Like when someone touches him, it's normally because he's either a sports, so you know you're going to get roughed up, or he's getting hit by one of his family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Jamie's the only person who we even see. And Sandra. Sandra is showing him love by taking him in yeah. and all that to, like, help with that. But he's the only person who's showing him love by, like, touching him in a tender way. And I think that's what also gets the gays, too, in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Is because when they say, like, you know, oh, turn you know, turn over, I'll do your front. And he's like, I, I can't, I'm yeah. sore. <laughs> and you're like... Oh, no, he completely has a boner right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, he has a woody. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a raging boner. Yeah, because, yeah. But I think that's what's so beautiful about this um, like relationship that builds is that when I thought about it, when I was watching it you know, before we did this recording, I was like, yeah, no, when you think about it, like, yeah, Jamie's the only person who he's, yeah. he's shown any love to. Yeah. And that's probably why, like you said, like he... Um, is more apt to... He's scared, obviously, yeah. because he knows family is not going to be cool with it. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, dude, but you showed me love. Yeah. You actually yeah. care about me. And your mom seems to care about me. Like, what the fuck? Like, you, you know, know, why not? Yeah, let's go mm-hmm. to the Boston. Yeah, let's go do this stuff. Like, he's more open to it. Later on, when they go to the party, and there yeah. is the kind of um, fight with Leah where she's kind of like throwing it in their face. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what's going on and like everybody else can know to trying to fool. Yeah. So they, so he has a little falling out with Jamie and it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, leave me alone, like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, get your fucking queer hands off Mm -hmm. me, which is, which is rough. And that kind of stuff happens. Right. But then later on, when Steve's kind of walking back home and the other girls from the party are like, come over to my house. We've got my mom's vodka. Like, the pregnant one. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he doesn't go and he doesn't go, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like in another movie, if this was an American movie, he would have gone and he would have fucked one of those girls, you know, Probably. and he was just like, no, I'm good. I don't want vodka no. right now. I suppose the shag's out of the question then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the girl with the pigtails, though. She's just like... She's I've like, my friend is pregnant. And, like, <laughs> he's just a big man. Jesus. And I love in the beginning Miss Chu, and she's like, awesome. And she's just like, less fucking more attention, please. <laughs> Something you thought you'd tell your boyfriend, Gina. So good. So... Mr. Bennett foolishly wants to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandra does... Follow him to the gay bar. To the Gloucester. And she yeah. finds out. In a she, cab. She, she like, finds follow that bus. She finds the magazines. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of those parent things that the yeah. signs have been there her mm-hmm. entire life as she's raising him. Who I, who plays who, who who plays the Baroness in the sound of music? <laughs> Ellen Apaka. Ellen Apaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. We'll have it again last. <laughs> I wanna watch I wanna watch the sound of music with Sandra. Yeah, and, and Tony. <laughs> no, it's so good. I would possibly oh leave the room with with Steve just to watch the sound. Come of on, music. let's go watch the sound mm-hmm. of music. Then we'll come back to bed. <laughs> I love also how they like tied it back to where sixteen going on seventeen. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I love that he. I said this in my pod because I did an episode on this, but uh, that uh, funny enough, Jonathan Harvey retweeted um, my little tweet of it, and I thought that was very nice. I got a bunch of people listening to it in the oh, UK. Cool. So Man, I mean, how do you like that? That that piece of music is set to that scene. Oh, I like, love that so much. Have to pay for that. Like, Sixteen going on seventeen, um, and it's just really fun. Like I love that. Like they're talking about the sound of music, and then they use a song from the sound of because music. Mm-hmm. So all of crazy. us yeah. little gay boys watching the sound of music yeah. always wanted to pretend like we were the Baroness. 
I mean, the Baroness now, but we all wanted to be like right. Liesl. Julianne. Liesl. In that scene. <laughs> you mm-hmm. wanted to be Liesl? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. when she's dancing with the... Yeah, yeah. When she's, mm-hmm. I mean, he might yeah. be a Nazi. With Rolf? But, yeah. Yeah. But Rolf is yeah. still pretty cute, though. <laughs> yeah. I also think, like, I mean, it's a testament. We talked about it before. Cass Elliot, Icon Legend star. Um, was- and I love that uh, in this film, you know... This really is to Cass Elliot as Abba is to Muriel's wedding. Yeah, sure. Like, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you are at all a Cass Elliot fan, even if you're not gay, just listen, just watch this movie. Because yeah. you're be like, yes, bitch. <laughs> I love the song where, I love the song when it's a heat wave and it's the California earthquake song. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, oh, God. Just like everything. So yeah, I wanted to you know, talk a little bit about sort of Cass Elliot and why do you think that they chose her as sort of the yeah. anthem of all of these London kids. It's so interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. so cool. It's such a, such um, I think choice. maybe I love, I'm, I'm going to theorize about it, but I think maybe she's just, she was different. You yeah. Know? She was a yeah. big lady, not mm-hmm. being afraid to be herself. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately she passed away too young. Yeah. Um, the vicious rumor that, you know, she, uh, she passed away choking on a ham sandwich. And they talk about it in the movie. Big. Yep. They do. Yeah. Um, I also love at the party how literally Leah is like, just talk. And then, you know, just hit me over the head with this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, this stupid bitch. I love her so much. And but like, <laughs> that's what's so cool about Leah is that this black girl from London yeah. just worships her. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. She's like, she's a pretty bit of a voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, what's yeah, wrong with Madonna? Just, um, she's a slag. <laughs> Yeah, she's a slag. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. <laughs> it's so good. But um, I think it may be just because, like, she wasn't afraid to be, you know. Yeah. Herself. Yeah. Herself. And, and you know, she does have a really beautiful voice. She was way more successful than that fucking pedo John Phillips. Like, <laughs> let's not forget that. But, you know, but, Ugh. like, I feel so bad for Mackenzie Phillips because she's cool. She was on So Weird back in Disney and, you know, oh, she was. American funny. Graffiti and shit. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I just feel bad for her because she's probably been through it. Crazy but, life, yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, I just think maybe that's why it was, like, this thing. And her music's very happy music, so maybe yeah. that's why it's well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She had a, her own day in Baltimore once uh, back before she died. Oh. Um, she came back and got her high school diploma that she never got, apparently. And oh, wow. And I was looking it up a little bit, and I was like, oh, that's fun. I guess that's cool. You know how, like, cities will do that, where they're like, oh, this person got famous. They can have a day. Well, John Waters says in the Cecil B. Demented commentary that Baltimore gives a Baltimore day to to anybody, and he's had several. I'm pretty sure that you <laughs> have know, one. <laughs> yep. He's like, I've had several John Waters days. He's like, they re- it's yep. really a thing that they do in, in Baltimore. He really should, <laughs> honestly. I completely agree with it. The reason, the, un- the uh, unfortunate thing of the city of Towson or city of Lutherville hasn't just like... And I love the fact that he's going to be buried in the same cemetery as Divine is because um, I know where that cemetery is. Oh. So I can just be like, yes, bitch. Work, nice. bitch. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, just give like Jada Pinkett a day. Give, you know, <laughs> is Jada Pinkett from Baltimore? Yes, she is. Oh, Her, wow. I didn't know that. Four, went to high school together. Oh. There's a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, there's a couple different people, um, you know, who are just from there. So. Yeah. And then they, Peaches Christ, for example, is from here, but she's she just is. like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. like, you know, Baltimore is okay. I think she's from Annapolis, though. That's the capital. So oh, okay. I can understand, but, okay. you know, okay. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are your, some of your favorite Mama Cast songs? 
Ooh. Yeah, you go I, first, Pete. I mean, I think my favorite, I just always go back to um, Dream a Little Dream. It's just it's a very sweet song. It's just, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a standard, yeah, so there's a bunch of covers of it, but yeah. hers is really good. Yeah, I would say I'm a huge fan of hers, so it's hard to kind of say that. But one of my favorites, I kind of like... Um, I'm coming to the best part of my life. That's a really good one. It's not in this movie or anything, Mm. but it's really good. I love California Earthquake. I think that sounds really great. And even just the trailer song of this is just really good as well. Um, Yeah, I love the one in the trailer. Yeah, it's good. I think Make Your Own Kind of Music. Is that the song in the trailer? Uh, I think. No, maybe. It's in there at some point. I like that one. And then if you're going to pull from Mamas and the Papas, Go Where You Want to Go is a really is a really sweet song. Um, We were doing a little YouTube deep dive on just music videos for them on the Ed Sullivan show. And what a group of weirdos. I know. Just like what were American (laughs) households thinking of this kooky hippie band? Like these damn hippies. Happy pop songs. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. we were watching one and fully like, uh, who's like Michelle, Michelle Phillips just had a banana. She was eating a banana as they yep. were, I mean, clearly lip syncing to the song. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but, just so good. And yeah. and I also love, there was a, it wasn't on the Ed Sullivan show, but it was when Cass went solo. Mm-hmm. She did a song, um, it was Tangerine. It was a, a standard song or whatever. And she's singing this song and she's driving a bus or something. Some <laughs> kind of crazy shit. She was in HR Puffin stuff, I think. If I'm she, not uh, she has a duet with, um, with, with Witchy Poo. <laughs> I think she's like a, her yeah. sister or cousin or oh something, and they gosh. they have a song together. She did a song with John Denver, mm-hmm. leaving on a jet plane. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we watched what the that. Fuck <laughs> going on in the seventies, y'all. What the hell? I, I mean, I want to party with Mama Cass. I want to. I want to party. I with love her. how she's been once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I love that she's at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, and I'm assuming that's probably um, that's probably Michelle. There's that, a girl with her. That there's I a girl with her that's supposed to be Michelle. That they're walking. They're walking through the Playboy Mansion and with Sharon. They walk yeah, out and they the even pool say they're like, yep. ah! yeah. And they, yeah, it looks like her a little bit, which is good. <laughs> that movie was like semi okay, I guess. I love you Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino stand, but <laughs> it was serviceable, if anything. I've watched it like 20 times. <laughs> Scott's, it's already classic. <laughs> I love Scott, Rebecca but... Gayhart in it. I feel so, listen, I love her and I love Urban Legend and Jawbreaker and all that shit. Um, but like, you know. When it comes down to it, I feel bad about her whole kind of, yeah. her whole thing, you know, um, and it kind of ruined her career a little mm-hmm. bit. But I'm glad she got her little, as the annoying uh, wife. I didn't know it was her up. until like the second time we saw it. Yeah, I, I think I caught on to it. I think that I watched the movie and then I looked it up on IMDb and saw it was her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no. Idea. Sorry, my uh, my uh, computer went off. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, all right. So where are we in the movie? <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so, at the, so the party was something I wanted to talk about oh, too, yeah. because um, when they have that whole thing about Leah and Steve and all them uh, and Jamie, it's so interesting because Leah and Sandra, I think are very similar characters yes. because they both have this hard exterior that they don't want anybody to know about and to see like that there's actually a heart there. Mm-hmm. But in her own roundabout way, she's saying like, listen, I'm trying to help you. Both, yeah. Okay. Like I, 
have been covering for you. Your brother already knows you're gay, Steve. Okay? He yeah. already thinks you are. But I'm having to say, like, oh, no, I've been in there. They aren't doing anything. They aren't doing any, you yeah, know, they're yeah. just mates. They're just friends. So even though you might be thinking I'm a bitch and, like, yeah, I'm starting to out you or whatever, but, like, I'm doing this because I care about you two and I'm trying to cover for you guys. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, maybe think before you try to say, like, you know, this, that, and the other. Yeah. yeah. I love how she says, like, yeah, hit me. I don't like hitting girls. Oh, <laughs> me, yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Leah and Sandra are very similar mm-hmm. characters. And that's they really why are. they are so antagonistic towards <laughs> each other. But then there are scenes of them just sitting on the patio drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> wait, are they supposed to hate each other? They, yeah. have, these, they have these weird moments of truths. Yeah. Where they can just like share a beer with each other mm-hmm, outside. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, the character of Tony, I mean, I think I really like this character. It's very unexpected to have the cool boyfriend of your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems to be okay right away with yeah. the sun coming out. Yeah. Like, I think he like genuinely is trying to have a relationship with Jamie because I think he just really yeah. does like Sandra a lot. So he's just like, this is her, this is her boy. So I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. He seems like a hippie ish kind of guy. So he's going to try his best mm-hmm. to be friends with them. And then when Jamie finally just does tell him, he's just like, right. All right it's cool. Like, sorry. yeah, I do like that. And his is a little antagonistic with him too, because yeah. you know, um, Jamie's like, you know, what would you meet my mom? Oh, Gateways, which I think was the grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. so they just met at a grocery store and, you know, she, he's like, oh, well, I'm sure you're here because he even says something. Jamie says something like, oh, yeah, well, I'm sure mom says you're a painter. Right. And uh, like, it makes sense because we need this wall done. And so you're only going to be here for a little bit. <laughs> but like, oh, OK, Jamie, like yeah, maybe yeah. you've been through this before. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's kind of I don't I don't really get why Sandra breaks it off. I don't get that either. Yeah. I mean Unless maybe she didn't it's like just how um he handled um Leah. The situation with Leah, but I mean maybe trying to be it's just that type of girl that I mean she had her fun with him. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. done. He is True. nearly 10 years younger than her. Mhm. Yeah, right, exactly. Theoretically. Sure. So, yeah, maybe she's just like, I got this approval on this job situation. I'm going to, I've got my mm-hmm. own thing. They're going to be moving I don't, too. We're mo- I don't mm-hmm. have time for you and your VW microbus. Maybe we can, <laughs> maybe we can like meet up later, but for right now. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I got other things going on. My son things, just yep. came out. Yeah. This bar, bitch. Yeah. Like, I ain't got nothing for that. One of my favorite scenes, too, is when um, they had the Gay Times magazine with him and Jamie and Steve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he Steve reads it. He's like, you can't catch the HIV virus the HIV, yeah. from Frottage. <laughs> and he's like, what's Frottage? <laughs> and then Jamie's like, it's yogurt. It's French. I was like, that's not. But you know what? Frottage. A 16-year-old, they're not going to know what Frottage is. They're not going to know any of that. Well, yeah. Gay shit. Why Whatever. Is it, you know, why is it fine. called that? It's so weird. <laughs> it's stupid. It's great. But you know what, though? And again, this brings me back to this, like, watching it in and around that time. And the kids these days, <laughs> I feel like the... And I always talk about it. The kids these days, they do not know what the hell like generations before them went through. And it's right, like right, right now. I mean, I still, you know, HIV is no joke. 
You yeah. know, it's it's still a pretty rough thing. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're lucky enough to have health insurance that will cover it, yeah. now you can – we're down to like one medication a day, <laughs> maybe less, and you mm-hmm. can – Bring yourself to you know an undetectable level where you can no longer yeah. transmit the virus. It's very manageable now, and you can live a long, full life. Mm-hmm. And in the '90s, this was not something that we could think about or fathom. In the '90s, it was yeah. still you will die. You know, yeah. and you know when. Jamie and Sandra are having the big fight about it and he's like you're you're afraid of you know all these things and he's like you're afraid I'm going to catch AIDS yeah. and it's like that was a big concern for our parents mm-hmm. and for us yeah. you know yeah. whenever we watched MTV or Real Sex or Sex in the 90s or any of those like co- oh, cable shows oh which I mean oh my goodness yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would record those but they were very much like Wear a condom, wear a condom. You are going, you know, do the fear of HIV was. They had the Australian, um, the famous, uh, it was Grim Reapers bowling. And it was like the whole thing with HIV. It's like a very famous commercial. Because I just did an episode on Priscilla and I watched the documentary. Uh, It's between a frock and a hard place or whatever. And they talked about how horrible it was Mm -hmm. in this time for gay folks, you know, which is why Priscilla was such a big movie and it was such an important movie. Um, But yeah, no, totally. And even Mm -hmm. me, like, you know, I'm 30 now, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's a fucking scary thing, dude. Like, you know, you get with the wrong person and, you know, you transmit something and people don't want to be telling you their status sometimes because they're scared. Yeah. Um, because there is that stigma. You know, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's scary. And I can only imagine in London in the 90s, in rough trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need. yeah. Okay. I yeah. can only imagine. Yeah. And so there's that. I think that goes a lot into the feeling that many of us had of, I can't come out because it will disappoint my parents in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. You know, and and the and the fear of, you know catching these you know horrible yeah. kinds of gay diseases and things like mm-hmm. that or getting gay bashed and killed yeah we still have to deal with yes absolutely uh, especially with to our trans day. you know yes. um, our trans folks as mm-hmm. well you know people are still dying at a crazy rate yeah. and it's yeah. it's never gonna go away because it's always been there yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time you're just more which is i think why people sometimes they're like okay i either gotta get out of my small town or I got to be somewhere that might be a little bit more liberal. See, you know, that's yeah, cool, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've had this conversation with other guests on our show. Yeah. And it's just like rent is – the rent is too damn high in Los Angeles and, mm-hmm. in, and in New York. But it's like we we pay that much to be yep. this close to other queer you people. pay that much to be around other gay people. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't think I could ever do it because I just couldn't. But even Baltimore, I mean, I'm – thankful that like at least in a place like maryland you have pockets yeah, yeah, yeah for the most part i think like we're pretty blue here yeah so that's nice yeah. um and the rent can be meh you know yeah, but yeah. um but i'm not going to nowhere like fucking arkansas or oh, like yeah, mississippi yeah. shit yeah you know yeah. No, no offense for listeners there i love you guys but still it's like you know i um i don't know it, yeah. it's tough and it's 
we've gotten better, but we still have to get better. Yeah. And when, and you know, I feel like Sandra kind of feels it too when she has her, like, her one girlfriend that's like the bar, the other barmaid. Mm-hmm. You or know, no, um, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she kind of like, I forgot what happens, but. I think he says that he's going to go to the Gloucester and you, you should come yeah. with us, mom. Like, it's going to be so much fun. And mm-hmm. at this point, Jamie's fully just like comfortable and he's cool and, with himself. Yeah. And she's sitting there and, and Sandra's like, Oh shit. Well, now, you know, right. well, now, you know, and, and she, then I love how she says, she's like, um, Luis, I will never have grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but it's sad. It's like, you know, moms want grandkids, but it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. What was it? Uh, Leah said something about. I couldn't tell if she said kids are cunts or kids suck cunts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like in the beginning, yeah. but, you know, eh, eh. Sandra. Sandra might be a really cool like grandma, maybe. But you know, I don't think she's completely torn up. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go out with Sandra at the gay bar. Hell yeah. yeah. I think she'd be fun. Of course you do. So this movie ends on a very, I think now, pretty famous ending. Like, I think it's pretty, like, iconic of this slow dance to, is it, um, is it, is it Dream Another Dream? Dream a Little Dream. I think it's Dream a Little Dream, yeah. yeah. Dream a Little Dream by, uh. By Cass Elliot. By Cass Elliot. And it's just this nice little intimate moment and uh leah and sandra join in on the slow dance yeah yeah and i love how that's really symbolizing that like these guys are in love with each other and i like how they look at it they look down on them and then they're like hey leah can you give me a drag of that cigarette because i'm gonna need it yeah uh, but <laughs> then they're dancing next to each other and all this and i think it's to show that like Sandra and Leah too are both with these guys, yeah. And so even the people are looking on them, and mm-hmm. like, can you imagine your dad's face? You know? Yeah, because yeah. all of this is definitely going to get back to Steve's like family. Yeah, yeah. It's like the brother at this point. You're just like fuck, fuck the brother, fuck the dad. He's a drunk. The brothers, a you know what? Bag. It's fine because they can move away, and then they can just you know all live together, baby. Yeah, That's he can go do. live above the above the pub with. <laughs> Baby, we are all right. It's not that far away. It's only like 10 or 15 minutes or yeah. 15 or 20 minutes. Or something. Uh, we haven't talked too much about her, but I do love Leah's mom. Yeah. I love her too, Rose. What did she say? You're going to get seduced by a lesbian. Mm-hmm. A lesbian? But mom, don't you see? I am I'm a lesbian. lesbian. I mean, Leah's fully ready to commit to the lesbian the lesbian way at the end of this yes, movie. Yes, she is. She's just like, gonna and get we also need to just say that her looks are iconic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This like around the way girl, yeah, look so cool. Yeah, her yellow look I loved as well. That looked great. Um, we also, you know, we'll mention too that like uh, Leah almost literally dies because she's like drunk or high. Yeah, or yeah. She tries to jump off and, the off the ledge, and Tony saves her. And walks and into I'm traffic. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Rose gives her gives him a um a cup of tea while he's just like making sure that she's okay and not dying. Yeah. Uh, and then we have that whole scene in the apartment with um, Lynn, uh, Lynn Henry, uh, with uh, Sandra and Jamie and Stee. And I love the line where they're like, you know, I wish I could go somewhere and be like, actually, Stee, there is. Like, there's an island in the Mediterranean uh, called Oh, Mexico. I have that. <laughs> I have that. I have that. Um, I was like, 
you're kind of right, but not really. But it's okay, Sandra. <laughs> the you're Isle Sandra. of Lesbos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete always like references a old Conan O'Brien gag with uh, Andy Richter. Andy Richter and Andy. Is Andy, talking about Andy calls it the island of Lesbodesia. So, <laughs> so, so when we when we watch like Wonder Woman, we just refer to it now as the island of of Lesbodesia. Lesbodesia. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, and then it just ends on this nice little note, and I love that it just ends like that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know what happened with yeah. his family. We don't need to know mm-hmm. anything about that. It's just these two guys who love each other, and and I think you were saying it a little bit earlier, but like. And I said it in my podcast too. I said I was like I was like, there is a certain generation of gay men who this movie really means something yes, for. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, because it was you gotta remember in nineteen ninety six this shit was not happening like that. No, yeah. Like we did not have movies like this. And when you found this at the video store, you're like, Oh my god, this is gay as hell and I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh but I think that's exactly why the guy who showed it to me the first time, like he was just like, I love this movie and I know you're a gay as well. I'm going to show it to you. And I think that's what a lot of people probably did, you know, is to say like, here's this movie. You should watch it. It's not edge of 17 with the, you know, mom at the piano and whatever the (laughs) fuck. And it's not like boys don't cry and it's not Philadelphia and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it is, um, it is a nice happy ending where you don't need to know what happens to them. You can only now mm-hmm. assume that like, yeah, right. Jamie and Stee probably got together for a little bit. Maybe they broke up. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? Yeah. Sandra had her pub. And I you like know, to Lee think that they're still like, good friends now. It. Who knows? Yeah. I think, right. I think they're still good friends to this day. <laughs> I mean, I have in my notes, all of the movies that follow beautiful thing. We mentioned get real, which I had not seen until recently. Mm-hmm. Latter days, the game Mormon movie. Oh, what yeah. was it? Latter days. Mm-hmm. Latter days. Okay. This, Joseph Gordon. I was going to say JGL's in, yeah. in latter days. Yeah. Um, that movie shelter, uh, uh-huh. trick trick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just sort mm-hmm. of like a different, I mean, kind of played as a straight comedy mm-hmm. with and, Coco Peru um, and all that. Yeah. Old one wig. <laughs> oh, Coco. Yeah, Coco. I mean, there there's tons of gay movies after that. Jeffrey did. Jeffrey. I, uh-huh. Jeffrey I mean, Stewart. there's also a lot of really bad gay movies. I mean, there is oh, an entire podcast yeah. of bad gay movies. Yep. yep. That uh, they cover all of the terrible uh, gay cinema that we had to endure. I have seen all of the Eating yeah. Out movies. Oh, yeah. No, the Eating Out series is not great. Seen but, all of them, though. Hey, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. It's just, yeah, there's some... And then, you know what? Also, too, I mean, like, it's so funny. I was watching Miss Mojo, like, a couple weeks ago or something, and they have, like, the 10 top LGBT or coming out movies or whatever, and it's a disgrace that Beautiful Thing is not on there. <laughs> I'm it's like, not? call me by your name, yeah. okay? If you didn't have Call Me By Your Name, or no, if you didn't have Beautiful Thing, you would not have that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Which, I mean, what I love about movies like Beautiful Thing and also Weekend, Andrew High's Weekend, is that there's nothing really pretty about them. When you look at oh, them, no, no, no. it is set in just depressing outskirts of London. <laughs> like, this is not the Italian countryside of Call Me By Your Name. No, nope. yeah. and it's it's low budget. You can tell it's low budget, mm-hmm. but that adds to it. Yeah, it's everything where you're like, this is absolutely. I believe that this can happen. And Jonathan Harvey obviously had some kind of 
experience, not completely with this, but you know, yeah. he was able to write this because he himself is a gay, mm-hmm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's cool for him to do that. So yeah, yeah. yeah I know I love it. And like you said, like there's only so many gay movies where you're like, uh, that was good, I guess. And then you have the acclaimed ones, like okay, Brokeback Mountain. But again, that's effing sad. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so sad. I want yeah. that, you know, and yeah. whatever. And but I just love that this is a happy gay movie. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like it doesn't completely remind me of, but I love that. Like I just watched In and Out not long ago for the first time. Um, I love that you guys did an episode on it, but I actually yeah. saw it on um, a YouTube channel. They covered it, and okay. I loved it. And I was like, yes, Tom Selleck. Yes, Kevin Klein. Like, <laughs> and it's a happy ending, mm-hmm. and I love that. Like, yeah. It's just, there is more to being queer than just, we have a bunch of tragedies Tragedy. in our lives. Yeah. And, um, totally. you know, I want to be sure that, like... Uh, and I think this movie is just a prime example of like, this is a nice, happy ending. Mm-hmm. It's British as hell. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unabashedly British. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, I think it is absolute movie that like, and I love the comments in the Miss Mojo, like video where I looked and be like, why is beautiful thing not on here? And I just went through and liked these comments. I was like, that's right. Why is this on here? <laughs> See, and that um, just goes to show you that people stand this movie and they like stand yeah. by it. And yeah, if you watched it young, you're just like, it's always going to be in your, you know, it's always going to be in your little back pocket of like, mm-hmm. I wish know. that I would have watched it when I was younger. Yeah. I, I wish really, I did. Too. I would have really loved this movie when I was like twenty. Mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure the DVD that you have is long out of print. And <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Actually, my it doesn't. VHS, have it doesn't. Ah, oh, that's no. yeah. Because there, sometimes those accents are thick. <laughs> um, but, and I think the only way is on Amazon and then the Blu-ray from France. Mm-hmm. I think those is are it, the only releases that they have. Is it's, it on any type of streaming right now? It's, yeah, it's, you can Amazon. rent it. You okay, can rent good. it on Amazon for two ninety nine, mm-hmm. or you could buy it. Okay, good. Yeah, just buy it. Um, it's fine. Yeah, just buy it. It's fine. <laughs> you can rent it on Amazon, uh, v- Voodoo slash Fandango, and YouTube. But who rents movies through YouTube? Um, I don't know. Don't, isn't it, listeners it, don't isn't write it in. super complicated. I, l- whenever we've tried, yeah. it's been like, I like don't know. you just can't quite like I don't know how to do this. Yeah, no, totally. It's weird because you have to like do it through something. I yeah. I did Mulholland Drive like that when I watched Mulholland Drive for the first time. Mm. I have the blue of it now, but when I first watched it, I think American Beauty too. I had to do that shit because yeah. it won't yeah. show up right away. I'm like, this is some bull. Oh, what man. are you doing, YouTube? Man. Like Jesus. Well, listeners, go rent a beautiful thing or buy it from uh, Amazon Streaming. You'll have it in your little uh, mm-hmm. in your little library there because you will want to watch it again. <laughs> oh yes, yes. If you, you have not promise. watched it before, yeah. please do so. Yeah. If you've watched it before, just watch it again and again, and then listen to this podcast about it again, and then listen, listen to your to my podcast. podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to talk you know, a whatever, little bit fine. about your show, Cult Cinema Circle? Yes, you, just, you do kind of, kind of something similar that we mm-hmm. that we do. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the reason I wrote, the reason I reached out to you guys is because I'm such a fan of your show. Um, and I, you know, I've wanted to kind of do a podcast. I've listened to bunches of different ones. I'll shout out, you know, of course, the Dead Meat podcast from Dead Meat on YouTube, mm-hmm. Girl That's Scary, where it's these two black girls like covering horror movies, you know, and all these different ones I watch. But I didn't want to limit myself to horror movies because I'm such a horror fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love you know, um, just these kind of weird offbeat movies. And I thought to myself, I was like, 
well, okay, if these two gays can, like, do a podcast to just cover whatever <laughs> movies they want to, yeah. you know, I was like, yeah. why not do me? So I thought, okay, well, what should I cover on mine? And I really was like, well, cult classic cinema is something. So I literally, mostly, kind of go on, like, the Wikipedia list of cult films that they yeah. have. yeah. Or go on Tubi and be like, there's a cult classic category or whatever. So I, mean, I feel like Tubi's you know, entire me, streaming catalog is cult classic movies. Yeah, Tubi, Tubi's like yeah. building their mm-hmm. building their brand on cult cult classic. They really are because yeah. it's free. I love it. Tubi is that girl. I love it so much. I but anyway. Know. <laughs> but uh, but what I do on my show is I cover all different sorts of cult classic movies. Um, so yeah, it could be ones that like did really well i guess Mm -hmm. speaking but normally they have some sort of following so i'd absolutely think beautiful thing is because there's a certain gay following to it i've done episodes on you know um jawbreaker romy michelle i have some other ones coming up uh, as well like i think i'll be doing now and then at some point i think i have a bring it on episode i'm gonna do clueless so really what i'm doing is just going through a bunch of movies that have a certain following to them that could be considered cult classics um, and I'm just doing them because, hey, why not talk about them? Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, nothing too special going on, I guess. But, you know, I, uh, I always take, I always want recommendations from people and, and all that. But, you know, it's a type of cinema that I enjoy. And, you know, I want to be able to talk about it and, you know, either say like, yeah, this movie's great. Or no, this movie sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, I haven't had any too many sucky movies, but I've had middle of the road movies, of course. Too, oh, okay. So. Mm-hmm. okay. So um, that's what I do. Cool. Cool. Well, tell uh, our listeners where they can find you on socials. Sure. So on socials, you can find me at um, Cult Cinema Circle on Instagram and also on Twitter at Cult Cine Circle. You can also find me on Letterboxd as well. I'm at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, and I log the movies on there that I watch. I write reviews about them and things of that sort. Uh, I think you guys are on Letterboxd. I need to find you. I'm on you. I'm on Letterboxd. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, just follow me or something yeah. like that, and I'll, I'll find you somehow. I'm but, on uh, there too, but I never, something. I'm on there too, but I never log anything. I plug it every show. <laughs> hey, whatever, you know, I yeah. mean, Scott's doing the work that he needs yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to Yeah, but you can find me on there. Cool. Um, CultCinemaCircle at gmail.com is like my email I have, so... If you ever listen to my show and you want to tell me, like, hey, good job, or hey, you suck, or hey, go watch this movie, like, I'm totally down for it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listeners, go check uh, Cult Cinema Circle yeah. out when you have Jesus. some time. That This has been a lot of fun, This has man. been a lot of fun. I'm glad that I, yeah. I finally yeah. sat down and watched this movie last night. It was so much fun. I'm glad you did too because mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be me and Pete just being like, "How great was this movie?" <laughs> I'm like, this movie. Was okay. um, but I'm glad you experienced it. And yeah. again, I'm really glad that you guys, you know, uh, have been so nice and uh, let me be a, a guest on your show. Yeah, it's like a course. little dream come That's true. Cool. Thank you so much. Because again, you guys help me sleep and like get through my days sometimes because you're fun to listen to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we <laughs> would absolutely love to have you on again in the future. So okay. keeping keeping out for that. Think about some some other movies we can talk about. About. But anyway, thank all you right. Guys well, until really then, thank it. you so much, and we will bid you adieu. And so it's time to say bye-bye. bye bye. Don't go anywhere. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Yes, indeed, Scott. I'm so glad you got to watch this movie. I'm glad that we finally. Uh, 
I watched this movie and we recorded this episode earlier in the week, so I will not be <laughs> rushing to get this yeah, out. We're back on to track. Post. We're back on track. <laughs> we're back on track. We'll be a uh, regular Friday. Um, yeah, so we have it on VHS, so you can watch it mm-hmm. anytime you want. But uh, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, it's once again that time in the show for Patreon shoutouts. Yes, indeed. <laughs> We would like to say a great big hello and hey, thank hello. you to Flemish Giant, Jackson, Millie, Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being afraid. Thank you so much for... Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, you so much for being When you join our patrons. Patreon, it helps us out a lot to keep the podcast up and running mm-hmm. anything that we make goes back into the show yeah it goes back um, to the and when you website all that do sign up you'll get access to all the patreon stuff i do post episodes when i when they are early yes i do put them on patreon mm-hmm. and also most importantly you'll get our watch with us commentaries which is are a lot of which are always a lot of fun yes indeed uh patrons just uh or new patrons i should say just make note that when you sign up for patreon it immediately charges you for whatever uh level that you sign up for so let's say you sign up on the 30th you'll get charged the ten dollars for september and then october 1st You'll get charged again for October. So it always charges on the first, but it also charges you the first day that you sign up. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. But yeah, we've got uh, lots of different stuff on there. Uh, special episodes, commentary tracks, newsletter, behind mm-hmm. the scenes photos, uh, seasonally, Christmas, Halloween, things like that. We put out um, playlists of music that we love. So yeah, just check it out. And um, thank you so much for. For patronizing us. You can also write us a <laughs> review on iTunes and Spotify, yes, which indeed. we very much appreciate. Yes. It always helps visibility mm-hmm. on uh, those platforms. Yes. You could also just smash a five-star rating mm-hmm. without even writing a review. That helps as well. But those written reviews are always fun, and we like to read them on the show. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing that. And, um, you know, follow us on social media. We're on pretty much everything. Uh, we're that made us gay we're on at movies Facebook gay. and Instagram, Instagram and MTMUG pod on Twitter. Yes, indeed. And if you want to follow our personal socials, feel free. I am Pete and I am at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. We were just talking about it. Yes, indeed. So thanks so much, everybody. Uh, Until next week, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.